MSW Media. This is Albert Hammond Jr., and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. show everybody i'm dan dunn coming up in a little bit we're gonna be uh i've been promising you drinks of the week for weeks now and uh, i swear i'm gonna get to that in a little bit the reason i have not gotten to it and regular listeners to the show will know i promised you maynard james keenan did not deliver maynard james keenan i promised you some coverage from napa coming up i will not be delivering that either And the reason for that is something that I mentioned on last week's show and that several people reached out to me about, and thank you for that. My dog, Buna, who regular listeners know I've mentioned on the show, her her real name is Buna Hobbin. Yes, she's named after a scotch. And I've had Buna for almost 12 years now, and she has been having some health issues of late. And that has derailed a lot of the stuff that we've been doing here because the dog's like my kid and I've been laser focused on trying to get her better. And so rather than get on here and just throw some bullshit at you today, I figured, you know what, I'll just get on and we'll talk about what's going on in my life with this dog. And uh, and I thought I'd invite a friend on to help because I, I figure a lot of people out there have animals as well. They have pets and we all know what it's like. Uh, the great stuff that comes along, but then when we have to deal with the hard stuff, which is them getting old and getting sick. And one of the people that has really helped me a lot through uh, what I'm dealing with and what Boone is dealing with now is my dear friend, Ellen Bayonne. I like to do the Bayonne, French sort of pronunciation of that I like to throw on there. And uh, Ellen is the co-founder of Deity Animal Rescue. It's a nonprofit rescue organization based right here in Los Angeles, and they rescue, rehabilitate, they place stray, neglected, sheltered dogs into loving, responsible, committed homes. Ellen and her partner, Lindsay, they are doing God's work. And I'm saying this as an atheist. They're doing God's work out there. And I, and Ellen's been such a help to me. And, and welcome to the show, Ellen. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Well, I love having you here. And by the way, you, you, you and uh, the day you and Lindsay just launched your own part. It's coming soon, right? It's uh, Mike will drop in November. November what? We don't know yet, but it's coming. You have a name for the show? Yes, it is called a podcast. P-A-W-D-C-A-S-T. That is some clever wordplay right there that is that's Lindsay's good brain in action and thank you Dan because you were the one who spent many a lonely evening listening to me like 
ask you all the questions and just thank you for being here for us and part of the process and nothing lonely about talking to you ellen it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a pleasure and to that point as i mentioned earlier nothing prepares you for this stuff like f- six weeks ago my dog seemed fine and then she started limping and she's had leg issues for a lot of her life but you know it heals up but now she's pushing 12 years old and suddenly it didn't heal and wasn't getting better and i gotta tell you it's the scariest feeling because dogs can't talk to you (laughs) can't tell you what's going on and there's a lot of opinions out there and so i leaned on you uh, pretty heavily to help me steer me in the right direction and you have so i want to ask you for people out there listening you deal with this sort of thing on a daily basis you know sick animals dying animals animals are going to be put to death just the side of this that nobody wants to think about is what you do. How do you deal with that? How do you do it? How do you get up in the morning and and get out of bed? You know, I think it, well, and first of all, thank you for saying that. It is um, something that I think Lindsay and I would both agree with that it's like part of this like private club. Like once you're in and you know all the shit that's going on, you can't leave. You know, we know, we know the realities, um, these animals and especially seniors, you know, your Buna is like our soft spot. We love the senior dogs because they end up in our shelters for whatever reason, their, their owners can't afford their medical, they're too arthritic, whatever the reason is they've spent their entire life giving all their love. And all of a sudden there's these senior dogs in the shelter with all these medical issues. And no, no, there's not many people who are willing to take that on. So that's kind of like our soft spot. We definitely will pull a, an old decrepit senior dog that we don't know if anybody is ever going to want to adopt, but we love them and we don't care. And thankfully we have a wonderful village behind us who, you know, they support us and they support these dogs and they fall for these dogs as well. So it's just, you know, we get up every day and we do the best we can. I think that that's just how we go at looking at this. And definitely there's tears along the way. Um, you know, kind of being there with you through this, it's just so hard. And I I am glad that I'm here to just be able to kind of hold your hand through it because maybe I'm a little bit more hardened to it. She's not my dog and I do deal with this all the time. And I do have, you know, answers for you from experience, but there's not, there is no pain in the world like what you're dealing with right now. Well, you know, what's interesting. I was thinking about it the other day is because you keep referring to her as a senior and I just never looked at her that way. And I feel like I do the same thing with the dog that I do with myself, which is I don't look at myself. <laughs> and Ellen knows this. Like, I still think I'm in my twenties, you know, like I, I, at least I act that. And I really do. Like, it's, it's hard to imagine my, and, and when I, same thing with the dog. And now I'm looking at her going, no, what are you doing? You're still, but I realized 12 is old. She's a, she's a lab pit mix. And and it, it's, yeah, so I've been <laughs> accepting both my own mortality and hers. And, and let me preface that by saying, 
by no means am I are we giving up the game here, not or giving it up and saying that Boone is we're trying a bunch of different stuff right now, and there's it looks promising on some fronts. It is just a the fact that they can't communicate in verbally, at least, what's yeah. happening is I find myself going, How bad is it? You know, how bad like how do I know because you start to think about you have to Think about questions like, what if this doesn't get better? What if this goes a different way or it goes south? When do I, what decisions, there's a lot of decisions. Do you put them through surgery? What do you do? Do you take them to, or do you just go, you know what, this dog's suffering and let's let her go. Well, Buna is blessed to have you as her dad because you are not going to leave any stone unturned here. You know, there are a lot of different things that have been presented to you, a lot of different options and roads for you to go down. And you have been open to exploring all all of them. Um, But I do think that the path that you're following, you know, you went in, you did the blood work, you've done the x-rays. You've basically started from the very bottom to try and uncover what is happening here. And I think at the end of the day, and just looking at the videos that you've sent me of her, like for me, it's always like in the eyes when they stop connecting with you, you know, this dog that you've known for so many years now, like, you know, her soul. And when she stops showing you her soul, now that's a day that we need to talk. But right now, your dog, Buna, is like, okay, yeah, I've got some shit happening here, and I don't want to put my leg down, and sometimes I don't want to eat. So, like, that tells us, like, she's not feeling her best, and we need to deep dive into whatever this is. But she's not there yet, and you are doing everything you should be doing. Well, it's it's interesting when you you talk about doing everything you could be doing. <laughs> You also feel bad about that because I'm doing, you know, and I had to do this with my, we'll talk about my, my previous dog piglet in a bit, but with Buna, I've had to learn how to inject her now with, I'm giving her some medication that I, which is fine. The injecting's not bad. The worst part is getting her to eat pills that she doesn't want. And we mentioned that her appetite's been down. So there's a, and I'm sure you know about this. There's a prescription drug I have her on called, it's called um, Entice. And it's a liquid that you give the dog to stimulate the appetite. I haven't tried it myself, but I imagine it tastes like battery acid based on the reaction. (laughs) And I'm telling you, you feel like a horrible person because I have to basically hold her down and squirt this shit into her mouth. And she's frothing at the mouth, shaking her head. She doesn't want it. But damn it, it makes her eat. Like an hour later, she's starving and she just eats. So I'm sticking her with needles. I'm putting this in. I'm doing this. But the thing you said about that, I piglet my American Bulldog that I had. And if any any of you out there read American Wino, I wrote about it in American Wino. I was so worried because she had cancer and we knew she was going to die. But I was worried about when. And I, and I wrote about this. I said, how do you know? And similar advice from another friend said, they'll give you that look and you don't know when it's coming, but you'll know it when you see it. And it's so true. Cause that's what happened to me. I was sitting there one day and I looked at her and her eyes were droopy and she just looked so 
beat down and worn out. And I said, this is it. I'm not doing this anymore. Like you're ready to, we're ready, right? Let's go do this. You know, let's, let's do it. And whoo, I don't like thinking about it because I'm dealing with it now, but, uh, oh, I'm not dealing with it. Boone is going to make it. That's right. Boone is making it. She's not going anywhere right now. But how do you, I'm not trying to get you to cry or anything, but you see dogs get put down all the time. You go to the part that would be so hard for me is when you go to these kill shelters and you can't save them all, right? Yeah. You can't go in and go here. We're taking all of you out of here. That's got to be. Right. How do you how do you inure yourself to that? How do you steel yourself against that kind of heartbreak? You don't. It fucks me up on a daily basis. On a daily basis, and you know, a lot of people in rescue who I ask the question. I'm like, well, how are you? How do you do this? Like the networkers. Uh, and the fo- the volunteers at the shelters who go in there every day and work with these dogs. They're the ones who tell us about the dogs and their personalities. And they know these dogs intimately. And, you know, the the state of our shelters right now, especially here in L.A., county shelters, it's like a almost a 50% euthanasia rate. And, you know, it's these people who go in there and have to, they take them Cheese, they stop at McDonald's on their way to work because they know that the dogs who are on their final plea that will, you know, probably not be there tomorrow morning. They take them cheeseburgers and take them out and they give Jesus. them all kinds. I know. And honest to God, like to me, these people are our heroes. Lindsay and I both, like we talk about it. We're like, we, for us, we go to the shelter, we're taking dogs and we're giving them life. Okay. And we can choose whether on any given day, how we're feeling, whether our hearts can take it, whether we can walk the kennels and, you know, cause at that, at, then we get to say, okay, we have a foster for this dog. We can take that dog. We, you know, it's just based really on foster situation and also financial resources on who we can help. Some days we talk about it. We're like, I can't go in. And so we let them bring the dogs that we're picking up out to us. And we don't, but we can't, we just can't do it. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing you, you bring up. I've been thinking a lot lately about, you know, if you talk about the state of healthcare for human beings in America sucks, but I also think a big part of the reason why you're seeing such a, a large rate of dogs is it's insane how much money it costs to keep your, when your dog's getting, I can, fortunately I'm in a position where I can afford it, but I could see most people going, oh my God, like if somebody else that's living paycheck to paycheck had this issue with Buna, they can't do it. They can't right. do it. So I guess the only option is put them down or take them into the shelter and drop them off because I mean, I'm $6,000 in, you know, in four or five weeks, just doing stuff. And I know there's insurance, but the insurance generally sucks for dogs. I, I had it with her and she got her and they said it was a pre-existing condition. But I mean, how much do you think that contributes to the amount of rescue dogs there are is that people get these dogs and they can't afford to have them. And I'm not blaming the people because the dogs are, exist, whether or not people get them or not, but right. they don't realize it until the end, what it's going to cost them when these dogs get sick. Exactly. And that's why we, we, 
you know, can't judge because you never know what someone is going through, especially, you know, during the pandemic, post pandemic, we're seeing so many, you know, that these numbers are because of a lot of people losing their jobs. And now like that the pandemic is over, people who adopted the dogs have gone back to work. So they, you know, can't stay home and take care of the dogs anymore. And they've ended up back in our shelters. Um, A lot of it was also spay neuter during the pandemic that kind of went by the wayside because, you know, yeah. But that is one thing like we, we really, we saw, we see these dogs come in and you can't judge people because you don't know what they're going through. Like Boone is blessed. She has you, you know, like the universe made her, made you her dad because it knew someday you were going to be, she was going to be in this position and you were going to be there to cover her. And by the way, anybody out there listening that might've tuned in for the first time and you're like, I thought the show's called what we're drinking. Sometimes we do episodes where I, I just present issues that make you want to drink. <laughs> and that's today. You know, today's episode's about getting you so fucking upset that you just want to pull out a bottle of whiskey and go, ah, God damn it. Yeah, that's kind of it. But um, all right. So tell uh, you one of the things that we all know that makes this your organizations like yours and other uh, rescues is donations, money. If people want to give money to deity, what do they got to do? Where do they go? Um, well, we have a website, deityanimalrescue.org, and there is a button on there to donate. You we say are, deity? You say deity? Why do, yeah, am I saying it way, wrong, correct. deity? I, I nope, was, deity uh, is correct, too. Okay. Right. Deity, deity, okay. we will answer to both. Because if you were saying that I was wrong, I would have to edit that part out. No. About me being it, wrong. I don't way. want anybody. I would never admit that publicly. You're never okay. wrong, yeah. De- no. Deity, deity. Okay. Go ahead. D-E-I-T-Y. So it's not diet. It's D-E-I-T. Like a D-E-I-T-Y. god. Like the god that you, the gods you and Lindsay are for, well, for helping all these animals. Whatever you do out there, folks, don't follow their Instagram unless you want to cry. <laughs> I had to stop. I still, I do follow you guys, but I stopped looking because every time I'd go on there, you'd have these amazing videos of these just precious animals and my instinct is to go i want another one i i can't i gotta take that one in i I can't you know there was one you did a while back where the dog got hit by a car out in the desert i think i got hit by like two cars and 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 it was this little kid and you nursed it back there you and and the professionals all nursed it back to health and and i and it found a home though which was amazing and that and that video just i was bawling my eyes out and i do want to put this into all of your viewers who are watching and just heard you say that, that we do the stuff that we put, the content that we put up, we do try um, and show the happy stuff, like the happy endings. We're not going to, we are not a clickbaity, like, you know, blood and guts. Like that goddamn Sarah McLaughlin. We are not Sarah McLaughlin. I love her. By the way, they always do that at Christmas. They always do it at the holidays. They run that commercial. And I'm, Jesus Christ, when it comes on the TV, I got to like cover my eyes and my ear. No, stop it. Stop. I can't. Okay. You mentioned happy. Tell us before we let you go. And and again, I want to just say thank you so much for how much you've been helping me and and Buna. And we're going to get through it. Uh, Tell us a happy story. Tell us, tell us a happy story animal rescue story that's happened to you recently or placing an animal. What do you think, Lindsay? 
Happy story. So we, I feel like we are blessed that we have so many. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Angel. Angel. Her name's Angel Baby Love. She is a corgi, probably chihuahua mix. She was dumped at the Lancaster Animal Shelter, yeah, Lancaster Animal Shelter outside of Los Angeles with a cannonball sized um, hernia hanging off of her abdomen. And mind you, this dog is probably 20 pounds, little dog, that she is at least eight years old. She's been lugging this cannonball sized hernia with all of her guts inside of this hernia her probably her entire life. So our organization was contacted about this dog and we were able to get a medical sponsorship uh, for her in order to do the surgery to remove that cannonball size hernia. She came to us. We had a lovely foster step up to take her. And that's kind of like you guys, whoever's local to LA, that is the bread and butter of what we do. The more fosters we have, the more dogs we can save. Um, so that's also on our website, deity. I've already made this decision, although I know I'll go back on it someday when Boona leaves us, not now it's going to be ways off, but you know, she's 12. I, I, and I'm sure everybody says this. I can't do it again. When I lost Piglet, I was like, I can never do this again. I was cried so hard. And then I, three months later I had Boona. So my solution now is, I think that that's what I want to do moving forward. It's just foster. So there hey. you go. Great. Well, there's, a, know there's a real, I think there must be, it must be very rewarding as well. You don't get to maybe forge the lifelong bonds with these dogs, but you get to know that you're helping them on a short-term basis and uh, en route to them finding their forever home. You are essentially their lifeline. As a foster, you are providing a lifeline for them to get out of the shelter in a timely manner. They do have an exit date, and these shelters stick to those dates. So we've got to get the dogs out. And when she says exit date, let's not sugarcoat it. That means they're going to put them down. They're not letting yeah. them go and saying, good luck out there. They're, right. They're, they're, no. It's over. Yeah. It's over. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be amazing. You know where to find me. We I already know you're a great dog dad and uh you're you're ready to go, but not now. Boona's not Boona does will not appreciate any kind of um friend at this point. But do you say your last name with the French accent that I put on it? Bell. It's Balin. I say Bell. Ballon. Bell. Well Ballin. What's the uh Ballin? Ballin. B-A-L-L-O-N. No, I know that, so but I, I've always said Bayon, because I think you have a very uh, European flair to you, Helen. Thank That's what you. I think. Yes. Um, well, listen, appreciate you. You know that. Love you. And uh, Deity Animal Rescue, like everybody to go there, check out what they do. If you live in the Los Angeles area, you heard what Ellen just said. Foster some dogs. You know what? It's going to make you feel good. Despite all the depressing shit we were talking about earlier, I wouldn't trade a minute that I've had with this dog and all the minutes. Oh, geez. Joke up. Ah, hold on. All right. I'm back. Uh, it's a, it's just such a awesome experience and, uh, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Ellen. 
Thank you for having me. And please give that precious girl kisses for me. Yes, I will. Can we play around with my voice a little bit? Put a little sound effect on there? Oh, yeah. That's it. All right. The dictionary defines fresh as recently made or obtained, not canned, frozen, or otherwise preserved. And that same dictionary defines victor as one that defeats an enemy or opponent. This is fitting because when you combine the words fresh and victor, you get a line of all-natural clean-label cocktail mixers that kicks all the other mixers' asses. Fresh Victor is like the Liam Neeson of mixers. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Well, yeah, if great taste could kill, then damn right, Liam Neeson. Fresh Victor features a bunch of unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. All the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with no waste. None. And right now, Fresh Victor is offering a deal to my listeners that should be taken immediately. Go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code FVDAN20. That's FreshVictorDAN20. FVDAN20. You get 20% off your order. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. Okay, I promised you drinks of the week, and drinks of the week ye shall have. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. It's what we're drinking with Dan Dunn's. Drinks of the week. Jazz hands. First up, Shelter Distilling in Mammoth Lakes, California. Mammoth is uh, up north, ski town been there numerous times love the place shelter distilling opened up there in 2017 according to their website it began with a fateful coffee beer collaboration guy named matt hammer was a professional snowboarder took up coffee roasting and opened the popular black velvet coffee that's a coffee house up there in mammoth lakes Two guys, Jason Sr. Carl Anderson, were living in the same town, and they were making craft beer, winning some awards for it. So they partnered up with Matt, and they did a coffee beer. And then they did another one, and another one. Became great friends, and realized maybe they should uh, move on to something even more epic. Distilling. And they opened shelter. You got three whiskeys that I tried. Uh, American Single Malt Whiskey. This is a double pot distilled whiskey that they age in Hungarian oak. And you know, Hungarian oak makes you hungry. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then they finish it in American oak. So you're going to get some vanilla, stone fruit, spice. It's a 90 proof whiskey. It retails for 50 bucks. There's small batch blue corn bourbon. That one really Jump, that spoke to me. Using non-GMO heirloom California blue corn grown with water. It comes out as snowpack melt from the Sierra Nevada. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I, I'm really digging this uh, whiskey. They, they used uh, two to three hand-selected barrels. It's got, I don't know, it's got a little chocolate cake in there. Yeah, chocolate cake with vanilla icing and maple syrup. Also 90 proof. Also 50 bucks. 
And then they got a single barrel blue corn bourbon. Not the small batch, single barrel. We know the difference. And very smooth, sipping whiskey. This one, I mixed this up in a, uh, in a, well, you're right. I'm just going to be honest. I'm putting it in with some Coke, bourbon and Coke. And I really loved it. Really tastes good. Single barrel blue corn bourbon, 70 bucks. That's what you got. Shelter distilling. Mammoth Lakes. It's only available in California right now, but I'm sure they're going to be rolling out across the country. I feel like this is a brand that's got a future. You can do it! Next up, our old pal Woody Harrelson has launched, what else? A booze brand. That's what they do. Celebrities. He uh, hooked up with a wellness entrepreneur named Amy Homewood, and it's called the Holistic Spirits Company. They're using, uh, they got a whole range of spirits, I guess they're doing. I've tried Origin, which is a vodka, and Harmony Gin. Now, Origin is O-R-I-G-E-N, and Harmony Gin. These are both all-natural, botanical, ingredient-based products from the Holistic Spirits Company. As you can imagine, certified green distilling methods they're using there. I mean, this is Woody Harrelson we're talking about here and a wellness entrepreneur we're talking about here. So basically, Origin and Harmony, they're, they're marrying science, nature, and artisanal distillation. Both Origin and Harmony are infused with a blend of artichoke leaves, elderberries, green tea leaves, and muscadine grapes, which of course are indigenous only to the American South. I've written about muscadine wine in my book, American Wino. In addition to those ingredients, the Harmony Gin has juniper berries because it's a gin, coriander seed, lemon peel, lime peel, angelica root, orris root, all kinds of stuff going on. I guess they experimented with a bunch of different white spirit bases, grapes, corn, wheat, sugar cane. Origins made with organic white wheat, Harmony organic corn. Also, the Holistic Spirits Company was just accepted into the highly selective Positive Luxury Accelerator Program. Don't know what that is, but uh, the brand says it's a testament to their effort to be a leader in governance and sustainability. So yeah, making sure they're walking the walk. Wellness industry, spirits industry, they're meeting, they're merging with this brand, Holistic Spirits. Origin, the vodka, 37% ABV. Retails for, you know, between 40 and 45 bucks per 750 milliliter bottle. The Harmony Gin is 45% ABV, and that's 40 to $45 as well. California, D.C., Florida, Louisiana, Jersey, New York, and South Carolina. You can also order it online, most states, at reservebar.com. So there you have it. And as always... When you're trying these spirits that I recommend on Drinks of the Week, I recommend that you sample them responsibly. But above all else, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself while you're still in the pink. The years go by. A wink. Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. And that's going to do it for this episode, an unusual one. 
want to thank Ellen Ballin for coming on and talking about dogs and the great work that they do at Deity Animal Rescue and just for all helping me through what has been a very, very difficult time. And I'm hanging in there, my friends. I really am. I'm hoping my dog, Buna, gets better. Please send positive thoughts. I really appreciate it. I invite you to follow me on Instagram at the Imbiber. Podcast has an Instagram at WWD underscore podcast. Next week, our old pal Steven Soderbergh, Academy Award winning legendary director, returns. Talk about his spirits brand, Singani 63, which we love here. And uh, hopefully uh, catch up with Maynard at some point and that wine trip that I was going to take. We're going to get all that. It's all going to happen. Everything's going to be okay. Right? Please tell me it's going to be okay. Thanks, guys. See you on the next one.